And we are back. So I just happened to look at something on TikTok and I'm chuckling to myself. So this woman tagged her man on one of the posts on my TikTok and she was like, I love this couple. So I was like, oh, okay, well, do you follow me? And she doesn't. But her man responded and was like, this dead ass is you. I was like, do you follow me? And he does. And I just, I chuckled to myself a little bit because she's like, oh my God, I love them, but you don't follow me. <laughs> but your man does. That's funny. That was just a moment. Uh, I'm going to just jump directly to the disclaimer before we get into the email because I feel that needs to be read. Uh, <clears throat> we are not experts on your life. You are. We believe that all relationships, well, most, most relationships can be saved. Uh, however, both parties have to be willing to do the work. If you're not willing to do the work, you're not going to make it. Um, if you decide to stay or if you decide to go, you still have to learn to communicate with your partner. So instead of just dipping out, why don't you take the time, do the work, learn to communicate now, and in the event that things do not work out, you can say that you gave it your ultimate effort, and then you'll be better in the next relationship. Do I sound okay? I feel mm. like I can nope, hear myself. Okay. You, you, um, you definitely have self-care, Chris, going on over there. Yeah, it, it's been the last few days, and I have a migraine going on, so I'm just... And we're recording through it. Yeah. Hmm. You didn't take any Advil or anything? No. I have the sunglasses. Okay. It helps. Okay. If it becomes too much, we'll stop. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> um, so I finished editing episode 10, which is being uploaded to the Google Drive currently so that AJ can edit clips and do all of his magic that he does. Um, in episode 10, <clears throat> we talked about control dramas briefly. And like we said that we should talk about Celestine Prophecy. And though mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about the book, I just want to talk about the control dramas mentioned in the book because they are... Um, uh, irrelevant. They are relevant, right? But they're they're part of Carl Jung's teachings. Um, they're they're derived is the word I was looking for. Um, who is somebody that Jordan Peterson has studied quite a bit of. Um, and the four control dramas, the way that they talk about them in the Celestine Prophecy, is about energy because of the whole book is about energy. You can whether you know you read it and believe it or read it because it's enjoyable to read, whatever. Um, but if you look at it as a power struggle within a home, you learn how people vie for attention. Right. And there are four of them. The intimidator, the integrator, the aloof, and the poor me. And the intimidator is the most aggressive one. Uh, they steal energies from others by dominating them and making them feel inferior, either with physical or verbal aggression. So the intimidator gets to feel better and the other people feel worse. Mm -hmm. This is similar to being aggressive. Uh, that's irrelevant. Next is the interrogator who gets to feel good by asking questions that are borderline aggressive. Certainly, they are aimed at making the other person feel small so that the interrogator will feel superior to them. Mm -hmm. The aloof uh, is a common response to an interrogator parent or interrogator partner. <clears throat> the aloof comes with people by acting distant and hiding what they really think and either not answering at all or answering evasively, maybe with short noncommittal answers like maybe or I don't know really. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally is the poor me. Uh, these people take the victim position saying that their life is awful and it's unfair and they use guilt for, or pity to manipulate you. They might say, it's fine. I'll just carry on. I'm used to doing everything by myself. Uh, or even after I've done, all, even after all I've done for you, um, that, you know, you let me down, that kind of shit. Right. Um, <clears throat> so the email that we read for episode 10, the dude played the, the poor me a lot. Did, yeah. Um, and I called it the pity me because it's been a while since I've read the Still Celestine Prophecy. So mm -hmm. I had to actually pull this back up to pull up those dramas. But when you look at arguments and power struggles in the household, somebody falls into one of these categories pretty much, you know, all the time. Yep. Um, so the the stealing of energy, if you look at it as stealing power from your partner or dominating your partner to get their energy, I believe that that's a thing because mm -hmm. you're dominating the situation and controlling and manipulating based off of those things. I agree with that. <clears throat> and I just wanted to touch on it because I said that I, I would, and I didn't want to not do it because I did specifically say in episode 10, which will go live on Monday, that um, I would talk about it in the future. So I've covered my bases. I followed through what I said I was going to do. Dope. Go team. Hell yeah. Do you um, want to get right into the email or do you want to hit a couple of other topics? I want to... Um, oh, there was another note. I have... so. Uh, 
for those of you who are new here, I make notes all over this notebook. If there's a blank spot and I can write something down, it's going to be written down, whether it's a time or something somebody said or, or an email, something that I, I clicked and thought, oh, I can use this. Um, we got an email. Nope. It was a, it was a, it was the one time that we did a live call, the notebook. Um, the chick that we were doing a live call with said that when she was younger, her and her mom or her and her someone would have a journal. Mm -hmm. And when there was issues going on, they would take the journal out of its specific place, write in it and then put it back. And then that way the person would notice that it's in a specific place and it's been moved so they can, they can read it and then they can respond to it and then they can put it back and they can have a non-aggressive, non-confrontational, non-in-person argument or communication on writing. Right. And whatever was discussed in that journal was never brought out of that journal. So it was never discussed in person. Right. So for people who have, um, anxiety and talking to their partner, I figured this would be a good thing to talk about because if you have a hard time, um, text messaging is not the way to do things because if your partner's not in a position where they can really devote the time to read the text message and have the conversation and you are, you're going to find yourself very disappointed. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to do the journal thing and set it down and they're, you know, you leave for work and they say, oh shit, the journal's been flipped over or however you guys decide to do that. They can grab it, read it, process it, respond to it and put it back. And then you guys can have it out without actually being shitty towards each other. And I think it would be a, if you have a check-in and things don't go as planned in the check-in and you want to dive deeper, but you know you're going to hurt your partner or you're going to say something that makes you very feel very vulnerable, that notebook could be another tool added to the check-in for um, future use. I like that. I think that's all the, the cleaning of the closet I have today. <clears throat> so I made a couple of notes while we were out today. You want to talk about that at all? That's why I'm saying it. Okay. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to talk about, so I came across a TikTok where a woman put an air tag on her boyfriend's car, followed him and caught him cheating. And I was thinking about that. <clears throat> You know, my first instinct was like, how shitty is it to be in that position where you feel like you need to track the person you're with to see if they're being faithful or not? Right. And then I thought, if I were in that situation, would I do that? And I was like, no. And I was like, well, what about evidence? People always want evidence. And I was like, even in that scenario, if I had a gut feeling that you might be cheating on me, I would never confront you with you cheating on me. With me knowing who you are as a person, <clears throat> this is totally irrelevant because you would never cheat on me. If I was in a relationship... You can still talk it in that scenario, though. So, There's nothing wrong with having that conversation. What right. ifs are good. Say I suspected you were cheating on me. Why would I go through everything to prove that you're cheating on me? That's just going to hurt me. Right. All that is going to do is hurt me. And once I'm hurt and I find out you're either cheating or you're not, I find out you're cheating. I have one of two choices. I can either forgive you and we can try to move past it or I can leave. If I had a suspicion that you were cheating on me, I would sit down and think about that first. If he's cheating on me, would I be willing to move past it? Right. It's a logical thing to do. Right. Which is an emotional state of mind, not an easy, easy thing to do. Right. So I would ask myself that question first. And if that is something like you are the love of my life and I want to stay with you and I want to move past it, I wouldn't even confront you and say, I think you're cheating on me. I would say I have recognized a change in our relationship and I'm not happy with how things are going. What can I do on my end of our relationship to help improve things? You would be more inclined to answer that kind of conversation versus you cheating on me. Yeah. Here's why I think you're cheating on me you're wrong if you're cheating on me because I'm perfect. No man is going to answer that conversation. Right. So if you have a suspicion that you're a man or a woman, the person you are with is cheating on you, sit down and ask yourself, you find out this person's cheating on you. Do you want to stay with them? Do you want to try to make it work? Have you guys been in a perfect relationship for 10 years? Things have been rocky for the last six months. Things are starting to change a little bit. Do you want to get back where you were 10 years ago or do you want to break things? Because that's going to be your that's going to be the questions once you find out he's cheating. Right. 
So you're going to be at the same conundrum, just more hurt because you know everything that happened. If I were in that scenario, I would rather not know anything. Yeah. I would come to you. I would say, what's wrong? If I choose to stay with you and want to work through things, I wouldn't want to know all the dirty details to lay awake at, lay awake at night. Right. Yeah. Why would you want to put yourself through that? Right. And... If, this, if you're with a good man and you start actively making changes in the relationship, he's going to stop doing whatever he's doing because he's noticing what you're doing and he's going to start implementing changes in the relationship too. So you can avoid this whole massive blowout and heartbreak and trying to figure things out just by saying, I've noticed changes in our relationship. What can we do to fix it? Yeah. You said in the beginning of that, that last little um, thing there that, wouldn't you want to go back to the way things were 10 years ago? Right. Most of the people that email us do want that. Yeah. And they haven't been cheated on. Mm -hmm. They're just not willing to do the work to right. get back there. Or the person writing in doesn't know how to do the work mm -hmm. and doesn't think that their partner will reciprocate the work. And a lot of the times um, what's been fixed most easily is women going, okay, I'm not engaging. He's not engaging. I'm just going to have to do this because it's normally women who are writing in. Right. <clears throat> so I guess the real question that I have is, do you want to get back to where you were 10 years ago without being cheated on? <laughs> if so, send us an email. <laughs> right. I, that was just a thought process. No, I, I, I know. We, we talked about it in the car and, and it's valid. I wouldn't want to know. Right. I wouldn't want to know if my end decision is going to be where you're going to try to work through things. It would be easier for me to work through things without knowing if you cheated on me or not. Right. Or without knowing the details of it specifically. Right. Like if it came to that scenario... If you came to me and said, there's something I need to tell you about what happened, X, Y, and Z, I would ask you, did you cheat on me? Yes or no. And if mm. you said yes, I don't want to know anything else because right. we are past it at this point. You've shown me your actions. Everything has changed. The behaviors that made me suspicious have stopped. Now, if it happens again in the future, at that point, like we've worked through things before. I've shown you that I'm open to communication and changing my behaviors. Right. You win and all of these things are happening again. I'm done. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. I, I, I've actually been that person that was like, I just, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't care if it's happening. I don't care. I'm happy in my life. If, if that's going on. Right. I just, just don't throw it in my face. I just don't want to know about it. Like live your best life. I'm happy. But obviously that's not us. Yeah. That's hypotheticals and previous experiences. But so I came across another TikTok where a woman was interviewing a man and she was all flustered because he's attractive. And she asked him, how much does a woman's income have an impact on your finances? And he said zero. And she was like, what? And he was like, a woman's income means nothing to me. I, I, I can do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. And she was like, even in a relationship? And he was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I got it. And she was like, do you feel the connection? And he was like, what? And he was just like, between us, do you feel the connection? And I was like, ew. Yeah, I'd have been like, no, no, I don't. So it is not attractive when a man says that he's got finances and he doesn't need his woman to provide for you to go, oh, that's the one thing I'm attracted to. Do you feel our connection? Every single man who has ever heard that has thought, no. Yeah, gold digger. Yep. They are not interested in that. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's pathetic. They see that and they're like, well, she's with me for my money. We really are in, in a, a time where you fall on, on one side of the fence or the other. And that fence is so narrow that people are barely walking on it anymore. Yeah. And you're either on the side of the crazy feminazi shit that's going on right now and being forced down people's throats, or you're on the other side where, uh, which falls into two, two categories, in my opinion, uh, either the passport bros or, that I'm just not willing to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't see the value in dating anymore categories. And the people who are still walking the fence are fucking desperately trying to find other people that are walking the fence with them, but you can't see them because they're so few and far between. Right. It, it baffles me. And like, I, you know, <clears throat> I'm up to 213,000 subscribers on TikTok. I've jumped 13,000 people since yesterday. Yeah. And I can't, I can't even get on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can get on and like, I don't scroll comments at all anymore. I don't check mentions and tags. I don't want to see what I've been tagged. And I don't care. I don't. Not even a little bit. Like I know that people value our opinion and want to hear our thoughts on things, but like it's too much. I don't. I don't care. I, I just don't. And I can't invest my time and my emotions into TikTok and still do the email and give the emails in our podcast my proper attention. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm finding myself becoming resentful. Um, About having to sit down and do it. Resentful is probably not the right word. Um, <clears throat> I, 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 am, I am frustrated with the state of affairs of, of the dating game right now because that's all we hear about. Right. There's not a scenario that I see on TikTok where I go, fuck yeah, go you. There's maybe four accounts that I've seen that like I really uh, admire their relationships because oh, they're, yeah. they're fucking say, doing the thing, you know? Relationship-wise, <clears throat> I, pr- I follow two people, two couples yeah. that are like super dope relationship-wise and they have a good dynamic and they don't do anything toxic for the sake of getting views on TikTok. Right. Like they're genuine like us. I just... I wish there was more of it, but there's not. Yeah. You get more views for being hateful and spiteful towards your partner than loving. Yeah. When I woke up this morning, we got up, we got up this morning, went to, to Corkscrew Preserve in, in Naples and took pictures. And when I got up, I, I always do the same thing. I check to see my, my follower account overnight to see what it jumps. Sometimes it's 100, sometimes it's, it's more, but it was, it was like 6,000 last night. Blew my mind I jumped so many. Um, I think that's the biggest single jump I've had in a night since I've been on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But the very first comment that was in there was to a video that I made like three months ago, two months ago. And it was like, if you're working 70 hours a week and then come home and do the bare minimum, that's not enough. First of all, if you use the term bare minimum with me, you're not in my caliber of humanity. Right. Because if you view me working 70 hours a week and coming home and still doing things, but it not be enough for you and it being the bare minimum, you, I'm, I'm good. I would rather be alone mm-hmm. and and living my best life than have to hear some fucking nonsense from somebody that I'm not doing enough, even though I'm putting in 70 hours a week. Right. And I, I went back when we went and dropped off the kids homework on the way down there. I tried to find that comment so that I could save it. And I could read it on here and they deleted it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming somebody ripped them apart for it. Good. Um. But I wanted to save it and I wanted to, to stitch it or make a comment reply on TikTok and talk about it. If, if somebody's working 70 hours a week and they're the sole provider financially, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. They're willing to kill themselves mm-hmm. to provide for their family. And if they don't do enough when they're at home, that's a conversation that needs to be had. But if they're the sole breadwinner and you're not working at all, you should be grateful that they're coming home and actually spending time. What are you doing? I'm doing math. I know. I can see it in your glasses. <laughs> um. You would think that them coming home and just being present instead of checking out when they get there would be a, a good start for things. I, I just, I don't know. The the TikTok thing, and the, I, I don't envy you guys who are single. I really don't. And I don't envy people who are in shitty relationships getting ready to end to try to find that better person because i got to be honest, I don't believe that there's there many, many quality people left. Like People are being force-fed that TikTok nonsense and all the social media shit is being forced. Right. They force that into your, your timeline. And if you don't, even if you don't follow that shit, you're going to see some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just now I've been on TikTok since February of last year. Um, I, I got really hard into it in the middle of last year, but I'm just now getting to the point where I don't see thirst trap videos. Yeah. I've never interacted with any of that. I interact with bodybuilders, but they're not on there shaking their ass. Like mm-hmm. I just now teaching TikTok that I don't care about that shit. It took over a year. So like, they force what they want you to see. And then when they realize they're not getting your attention to stay on the app very long, they start changing the algorithm to keep you active longer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, for those of you who haven't seen it and don't believe me, look at the social net. What is it? Social networking on Netflix. The, oh, I have um, no idea. There's a social media documentary on Netflix and it talks about how they, they keep you engaged. And um, if you start to, to drop like 15 minutes off of your daily usage, they start feeding more drama to your page to keep you more engaged in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or they'll send you a friend request and somebody else a friend request at the same time to get you guys to interact to become friends, even though nobody actually sent that friend request. Right. Yeah. Because now your phone's vibrating in your pocket. You're like, oh, what's this? Now you're back on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now you're back on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Turn all my notifications off. Everything. Right. Okay, what were you doing math about over there? So, say a dude works 70 hours a week. There's like 198 hours in the week. I don't recall that. 70 hours, he sleeps for four hours a day. In a day, that gives him about eight to nine hours where he's not working. And that's if he's sleeping four hours a night. That's if he's sleeping four hours a night. That's not including drive time. That's not including getting home, showering, doing, getting whatever you need done around the household. Say he comes home and helps you clean, take care of the kids, whatever, for three hours. That leaves him five hours to do whatever he needs to get done outside of the house, mm-hmm. bank runs, going shopping for himself, whatever. 
um, anything that needs to get done around the house maintenance wise, like man jobs, he might have like an hour or two to do whatever he needs to get done during the day. Mm -hmm. An hour or two is really not enough time for anybody to truly like decompress and get done for the day. That's no different than the stay at home moms who complain about not getting a break. Right. You guys have to work together as a team or you're not going to do it. Yeah. Get them, babe. I mean, that math is, is it. And, and as somebody who's lived on four hours of sleep for about a decade, Mm -hmm. it is not sustainable. It's not. I put more wear and tear on my body in the last 10 years from sleeping three to four hours a night than I, I probably would have over the next 20 years of my life. Mm-hmm. I ran myself ragged. It's, you know, they say that seven to eight hours is average for people and only like 2% of people can function on six hours for a, during, uh, a, a prolonged time. Mm-hmm. I did it four hours. Right. Almost consistently for a decade. And it wrecked me. I believe And that. like my sleep patterns are fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's nights that I can sleep eight hours and wake up and go right back to sleep now. My body's just not right because of it. Right. So I redid that math. It's 168 <coughs> hours a week. Okay. So he's working 70 hours a week. That gives him 98 hours a week where he's not doing anything. Okay. And, and not counting sleeping. So that 98 hours, let's say he gets seven hours of sleep a week. That's 49 hours. What did I say before that? I, I don't know. I You started saying numbers and my brain went bleh. I'll write it down as you name it out. Okay. Hang on. Good old Frank. So it's 98. 98 hours without sleep. 49 hours of sleep, and that's at seven hours a night. Okay. That gives him 49 hours left over in the week. Right. Oh, you got a calculator. I don't math. So seventh let's say. Gra- seventh grade dropout, baby. Got yourself a real wiener over here. <laughs> <laughs> let's say drive time is two hours a day. Okay. Commuting to whatever jobs, job site he needs to go to. <clears throat> 35 hours after that left in the week. Okay. Let's say he gets home. He helps you out for two to three hours. He gets home at five o'clock. That gives him five hours a day. Right. Unless he counts Sunday as an actual day off. So that's five hours a day Mm -hmm. to do whatever else he needs to get done outside of helping you at home with the bare minimum. Taking care of kids, right. getting everything else. That's not a lot of time. That's assuming he works seven days a week. Now, right. if he does those hours on six days, then he's no, not going to so. have any time during the week. He'll only have Sunday, which is what comes down to that email or the last uh, email where we talked about you, you get that one day off a week where you're not present with your kids. Right. Do, are you even really fucking there? Like there mm-hmm. has to be a work life, home life balance. And if you work six days a week and you're working 12 hour days and you come home on Sunday and that's your one day to relax. You don't know your kids. Mm-hmm. You don't know your wife anymore. You guys aren't intimate. I mean, are you going to get mad that your kids are making noise while you're trying to relax and have a beer and watch football? Like, the, I mean, when you really think about it, that's that's hard on people. And it when is. you when you jump it to 80 hours a week, that knocks that down to, what, three hours a day? Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. I've never actually done the math. When you do the math like that, it changes the entire conversation. It's crazy. For people who um, want to complain about men not doing shit. Because there are a lot of men out there that work those hours, mm-hmm. especially on a, a single income because they're trying to make sure their family has what they need. Right. And and when they work those hours, they are killing themselves because they are literally shaving years off of their lives mm-hmm. working like that. We're not made to do that. So I just redid my math. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> let's say he's working 10 hours a day. Six days a week. That's okay. 60 hours. Yeah, either way, it's it's three to five hours, depending on how often he's working, if he's doing overtime. Right. And that's with seven hours of sleep. That's with seven hours of sleep. And that three to five hours is including whatever he's getting home and helping you doing with the kids. Right. So if he's getting home at 5 p.m., he's helping you for three hours until eight. He has two hours until he has to go to bed to do whatever else he needs to do for himself. Right. And that's on a best-case scenario. That, yeah. Now, if he's got a honey-do list and on top of the kids and he comes home and and even has a hobby, that seven hours of sleep now come becomes five because he's had a couple beers and he just wants to relax and enjoy his life instead of work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. Right. And now he's dipping into that that sleep reserve and fucking up his schedule even more. That's crazy when you really break the math down like that. I, I right. wish we would have done that sooner. And then for all the women who are like, yeah, we'll now break it down for a housewife. I've broken it down before. It's all over my TikTok. <laughs> It's time management. Yeah. When you are a stay-at-home wife or you're a stay-at-home mom, it all really boils down to time management. Yeah. 
How, how many how many times a day do you see a blue collar spending an hour on TikTok or taking a nap at work unless they forgo their lunch and sleep in their truck? Right. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And, and I, I am an avid supporter of stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home mm-hmm. wives. I believe that a woman's place is in the home, not in the workforce. And I don't care how you feel about that statement. That's my belief. And there's nothing that you can say or do that's going to change that opinion. It's mine. You can have whatever opinion you want. I respect it. Do your thing. That's my belief system. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about a stay-at-home wife being able to take a break and, and take a nap and TikTok while the kids are at school or Right. Whatever it is that the kids are doing, because maybe it's nap time and they get an extra 30 minutes to just relax. It's not a bad thing. It's a fact. You know, I was just thinking you're saying that women belong in the house. You know, I I think for certain women, that's definitely the things that they want like me. Mm -hmm. But I was also thinking, you know, if if men and women weren't co-mingling in the workforce, there wouldn't be a lot of workplace drama like who's sleeping with who. There wouldn't be police officers having sex while on duty. Mm -hmm. There'd be less sexual harassment on both ends. It's crazy when you really think about all those things. Yeah, it really is crazy when you think about it. Neither gender knows how to keep to themselves. No, no. Well, that follows. That also goes right back into that thing that we saw in episode 10, that, that clip that I clipped in at the end of episode 10, that guy talking about the way it is for men at work and then how that new new intern or that new female at right. the job is like, hey, you're really killing it. I like your shirt. And then dude goes home and be braided by his wife. Mm-hmm. And now all you can think about is how great that other chick treated him compared to what he's getting at home. And like home is now a battlefield where the workplace is a sanctuary where he's respected and admired. Right. And then cheating happens. I don't know. <clears throat> I have a whole lot. I, I, you know, I didn't really sleep very well last night. So my brain is not at 100 mm-hmm. um, percent, even with the small nap that I took today, because I was feeling like ass when we got back from corkscrew. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to still give it my effort. So and we have we have a. uh a live stream. live stream in a couple hours, which will be exciting. Mm-hmm. So do you want to just jump into an email so that we can actually get something accomplished before we have to do live stream? Also, what would you like to do for dinner tonight? I thought that was dinner. That was, babe, it was like 4.30 when I ate that. Wow. I'm fat. I need more than, than just chicken for lunch, dinner. I, Lin- was, Linner? I wasn't prepared to make another meal. Lunner? Linner. Linner? Lunner. Lunner? What would that be? Dunch? Dunch. <laughs> <laughs> Dinch. I like dunch. <laughs> <laughs> that that awkward time between lunch and dinner. Dent dincher. Dincher. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh man. You're still doing it in your head, aren't you? Trying to figure it out, huh? <laughs> Lunner. Lunner. What is that called, guys? Leave it in the comments. <laughs> and if we have enough time, I sent you the, the dirty, I really want to do the dirty pickup lines. Oh, we're going to do dirty pickup lines? Hey, girl, is your name Winner? Because you'll be coming soon. Ah, yeah, yeah, I really want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name now. <laughs> there, no, it's Butterbutt. It's Butterbutt. There's 190 of them on this list. I figure we can just read one after the other to each other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, man. I had such a good day today, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we were walking, and, and this lady who works at the park. Uh, she was a ranger. Yeah. She pointed out like a bird to me, and I'm over there taking pictures at like 600 millimeters, and she's Chris is walking trying to take pictures of this bird that's flying all around. And this lady's like, butter butt. And Chris was like, what? And the lady was like, that's affectionately called the butter butt. And it's because it had a little yellow spot yeah. on its butt. And I was like, what? How accurately, accurately nicknamed. Yeah. And then when you came over and said that, I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new nickname. Yeah. Hi, Chris and Chris. This is for both of y'all. First off, I want to say how much I love your content. I love our content too. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I scrolled on one of Chris's, meaning yours, earlier videos on TikTok a few months ago and have been hooked. I didn't think that people value traditional views anymore. You fucking addict. (laughs) (laughs) Background, just in case you guys want it, I'm a survivor of DV and I have three kids, two are autistic, two are autistic, me too. (laughs) One has severe anxiety. Also you too. Same. (laughs) It's like we're quadruplets. I am in my first relationship since leaving my abuser, and it's pretty serious. We've been talking about moving in together, marriage, potential for more kids. Ooh, girl, good for you. 
two is too many. Yeah. <laughs> so like you got three, they all got something going on. You're like, let's do more. Got a lot you are a better woman than I. She's got a lot of love to give. Oh, yeah. I was stupid, careful, and selective. Dating is horrible. Yep. We he, were just talking about that. We were. He pursued me for months before I agreed to go on a date with him. I quickly realized saying yes was one of the best decisions I've made. Because of my background, I've had a really hard time trusting and trying to communicate that my heart is really set on having a traditional relationship slash marriage. The topic has come up a few times, but I can never express what I want to say properly. I want to be able to take care of my man, but he has been working his ass off for so many years taking care of himself that he pushes back a bit. <clears throat> he's not angry at all, but he's very set in wanting to take care of me and the kids and not putting any more stress on me. I try to tell him that I enjoy taking care of him and doing things for him. I cook for him and help him with laundry and make sure he's doing okay while on the road. He's a trucker and doing this makes me happy. Uh, can we, um, <clears throat> there is an underappreciation for truck drivers. Oh yeah. And I, I, I have my, my dad or my adopted dad has been driving trucks for as long as he's been my adopted dad. Mm -hmm. Um, he's driving, he, he's, he's driving, he has driven trucks for Taylor Swift. I mean, he's big name, uh, Kenny Chesney. Like he's done a lot of like concerts and, mm -hmm. um, he's done food deliveries and like cross country things and People don't realize that if it wasn't for truckers, we would not have an economy no, we in wouldn't. the United States. We would not have, we'd be back to the railroad system. And even then it's got to get from the train depots to the stores. You need truckers for that. I'm, I, I guess I just wanted to, to give recognition and a thank you because those guys work their ass off and like, yeah, it sucks to drive like that. I, I enjoy driving until I hit traffic and then I'm a mess. Right. Um, but you know, we've also seen me fall asleep in, at the wheel a couple of times in life. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy. Are you you're really struggling over there? I am. It sounds weird in my headphones. <laughs> Angle it up a little bit more. <clears throat> Everything's just hard right now. Is that better? Yep. That's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you're talking into the tip. <laughs> just the tip. See how it feels. <laughs> it took... Pay attention. Everything <laughs> in me... To keep my tongue in my mouth. <laughs> that was very hard for me. Yeah. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> One day, I'm going to get really good with my aim, and you're going to go, and I'm going to spit from here and land, and it's going to go right in your mouth. <laughs> That's going to be a really good day. You're going to be like, uh, I'm like and it's going to be like a, 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 like a, a matrix move, and you're going to see yeah. it in slow motion. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're so fucked up. So are you actually practicing for this? Uh, no, just I just... My hopes I, I, <laughs> you're just getting my hopes up. I was trying to be funny, but your disappointment negates my my humor. I mean, if we're going to do it, you have sunglasses on. Now is the time. <laughs> that way... <laughs> Go. All right. I have to cut that out. Why? I'll leave it in. Mm, Fuck it. Cut it. I left the throat comment in episode 10. I want to put that <clears> on my TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How do I explain to him better that I feel taken care of just by him literally being himself? He's always hanging out with my kids, packing lunches for me so I don't have to wake up extra early, making sure my stress levels are down, fixing my car, making sure the gas is full, oil is changed. He's actually cleaned the entire interior today. He's driven my kids to school and so much more. She got herself a gentleman. Yeah, she did. I don't want for anything. I ask and it's done. I want to reciprocate so bad. You have to answer this one because I'm I do the exact same shit. Uh, well, she's asking for your opinion on it, so I'm going to read you her question. Oh, okay. <laughs> because she just gave me a statement. She said, "Chris, you're a wife goals, and I'm sure you're also an incredible mother. I have so much respect for you, and I want to thank you for your videos." So she asks you. I know you understand stress and with running businesses. My man does as well. Is there anything that I can do as his partner to make sure he's doing okay? He tries to hide his stress. I don't want to pry at all, but I want to be able to be his piece. Okay. Uh, are you are you privy to the finances? That's my first question. Mm -hmm. Because if you're privy to the finances and you can look and see what's what, you're not going to stress him out by asking him for money. Um, she is a stay-at-home, right? Um, Did it say specifically? I'm going to assume she is. Let's assume she is, just for the sake of the argument. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. So it, assuming she's a stay-at-home, uh, being privy to the finances so that you can see where the money is, knowing what bills are paid, will make it so that you're not asking for money in, in, in inopportune times. 
because those will create unnecessary stress, mm-hmm. especially if he's not like, hey, I'm, I'm stressing about money right now. And that's my number one thing because that's been where I am or that is where I have been for the last three or four days. We're not broke by any means. Like we live very comfortably. So money's just not where you want. But when I see a day where we make less than a certain amount, I'm not going to say what that amount is. It's not Mm -hmm. really relevant. But even if it's $10 less, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Right. What? what, Why are we having such a bad day? Did I do something wrong? Do I need to change the hours? Do I need to hire more people? Mm -hmm. Is somebody unhappy at the job? How's them around the studio? Like I go through mental checklists like you would not believe. And then once I go through the mental checklist and I start narrowing down my options to what possibly could be going on, I then start text messaging my managers. And like it, it, they, I have a good team (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they know my stresses. So when I start freaking out, my main manager, my GM is like, Hey, you do this every year. Mm -hmm. Shut up. (laughs) So the money aspect could be a big factor for me. The other things is that I don't have to think about anything in my house. I don't, the only thing I ever have to worry about is if I actually am going to BJ's with you when you go get food. Mm-hmm. And lately, because we've been doing the podcast, we've been so busy, we haven't. We've been Instacarting everything, Yeah, which is fine because fuck going to the store, you know. Um, you have like a weird, you know how I point out that I'm always chasing light? Uh, I'll show you that afterwards. Okay. Um, is it a decent photo? It, it, well, I mean, you're wearing a... a, a uh, hoodie, right. woody or whatever the fuck you called that thing in your sunglasses. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're you in comfort Chris mode, self-care right. mode, so it's not. But the light coming through that window right now is perfect. Hmm. Photography me is like, where the fuck is my camera? Oh, they're on the tripods being used to film. Um, yeah. I don't remember what I was talking about um, because that light literally just came through, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you were talking about... Having a dope teen who reels you in and... Uh, oh, we were talking about stresses. things for stress, right? Yeah, so I, you don't have to worry about anything at home. I don't have to worry about anything here. So, like, in the event that I'm leaving in the morning and I want to bring a lunch because we're meal prepping, my lunch box is made, the ice packs are in it, everything is done. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about that. Um, if I know it's going to be a long day, I tell you on my way out the door, like, I'm going to be late tonight. When I get home, because you know I'm on my way... The food is either in the microwave, it's keeping warm, or getting ready to hit the table by the time I get home. I don't have to worry about any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about the kids' homework. I don't have to worry about... I mean, I, I technically, that's not really a thing for me anyways. Like, you, you're very on top of the kids' shit. That's not, I, I get involved because I want to, not because I need to. Um, <clears throat> but the amount of home life that I don't even consider anymore makes my business life not as stressful. And I know that we've talked about this a lot. Um, and she said that she just found me recently, so she's backlogging. So she'll end up catching a lot of that stuff. But if my work life is 80% of my life and that 20% that I would normally have to deal with at home is removed, that 80% feels like 60 now because mm-hmm. I don't have as much on my plate. I can breathe. Um, so that's invaluable to me. So those are my concerns when the house, like I'm worried about, do you have money today? Mm -hmm. I check the bank account every morning to see if there's money in there and if it needs a refill or if it can wait for a day or or whatever. Um, I want to make sure your vehicle's taken care of. I want to make sure that your vehicle's safe. My concerns are fatherly, husbandly duties in the home. Beyond that, I have no want here. Right. My my concerns are the house are like, hey, what color are we going to paint the podcast room? That's a big concern for me right now because mm-hmm. we're so focused on this. That's 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 the amount of my stress at home. I don't have to. I've never once since we've been together ran out of socks. I've never once ran out of underwear. I've never went to the closet to get a towel, and there not been one. I can honestly say that the only gripe that I've ever had in in our entire marriage when it comes to house duties is I complained once about the cabinets being open because I was. Just like, damn, girl. <laughs> I wasn't mad about it, but mm-hmm. like it was a joke when I had mentioned, but you know, there's truth behind it because you, you leave cabinets open, um, which isn't really even a big deal. It was like a ha-ha thing when I mentioned it. And there was one time that I was like, we got to wash the fitted sheet for the bed, and we didn't. Yeah. But it was because there was sexy time that happened afterwards, <laughs> and like it was a totally forgivable incident. Yeah. So like I can't even be mad about that. But those like really, those are my gripes. Right. First world problems, bitches. My life is amazing. So, and, but that, that's you taking my, my load off. Right. I don't have, I don't even, 
I got a $10,000 hot tub out there that seats seven people that only you and I have ever sat in. Mm -hmm. Nope, that's a lie. You had a friend over once. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to read the fucking pH balance on that thing. You take care of the hot tub. I do. And can I get a hot tub? You know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about any of this. And right. in the event that you actually want something for the house, like, um, what is that stupid thing that you make the stuff with, the silver thing? The KitchenAid? The KitchenAid. Yeah. I came in here one day where you're trying to, like, hand make some dessert for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm mixing. And you were, you were sweating, fucking mixing. I was getting it, yeah. And I'm like, you know they make mixers. And you were like, yeah, they're expensive. And I just ordered one real quick. Yeah. And now we have a dope mixer up there that you're able to just do your shit with. We work together really well as a team. And like yeah. that lack of stress. Now, when you want to make cookies or brownies or, or, you know, become fucking Betty Crocker in the kitchen, I don't have to worry. You just, yeah. it's done. Like, you, you know what I mean? So like we take right. care of those things. So for him to do the things that he's doing, it's because he's grateful. Mm -hmm. Try to find the small things that you can do to ease his workload. Yeah. Um, tell him that you, you tell him that one of your love, love languages is acts of service and that it makes you feel like you are doing right by him as your wife when you make him his meals. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll make him understand that you enjoy cooking for him and that it's important to you that he's fed <clears throat> because it's, it's a big deal. And and for me, you know, that starts more of a Southern thing for me because the women have always made sure the men had food because, you know, I had farm life and, and all that shit. Right. It's just always been a thing. I, the women have always cooked in, in my family and, mm -hmm. like, they're, they, and they can cook. You know, you got Southern women doing it in the kitchen, like, you get yelled at when you go in there. Get out of my kitchen, you know. <laughs> but there's uh, there's something, I don't know how to explain this. I, there's something about eating a home-cooked meal that you know somebody put in the work for and actually took the time to cook it for you because otherwise they would have just made themselves a sandwich mm -hmm. to make sure that you're fed and then serve you your plate. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know the word that I'm looking for in that. And it's not an appreciation and it's not love. It's more than that. There's an ad admiration. Is, is that the right word? I, I don't know. When you do that for me, like if, I, if I've been out all day and I come home and you know that I'm hungry and, and tired and, and like the kitchen and the house smells good and I got that, like you cook something in bacon grease and I, I fucking know you <laughs> threw it down and I walk in the door and smell that, I'm like, oh, game on. Like I am loved. And I come in and like, you know, hands on the hips and give you a kiss on the neck. Like, how's your night going, babe? And I can see that you're cooking food and you're doing your thing and you're smiling and smoking and having a good time and. I go sit down for a second and then the food hits the table. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. There, there is a lot that goes into that that yeah. makes me feel like I actually matter to someone. Because you don't have to do that. You could DoorDash and just have it delivered mm -hmm. when you know I'm on my way home. Right. But the fact that you took the time and you did the effort, you know what I mean? It means a lot. So. And it's not like hamburger helper and shit <clears> that I'm cooking. No. I am. No, it's real food. I'm spending like an hour and a half in the kitchen. Yeah. I actually, I appreciate that you cook. But mm -hmm. when I'm home early, I don't like it when you cook. I'd rather I'd rather DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. Because I want I want that time. I, I've said that over and over and over I, again. I know. Do I sound like a broken record? Is it getting old? No, I just I, I genuinely love that you enjoy spending time with me. I've been told that like I'm a nuisance and I'm a burden. Uh, I don't see no that one at would all. ever want to spend that much time with me. I, I am with you. Uh hang on one second. Okay. Okay. So what I was saying was before I had to jump up and run out the front door. Um I asked you if it's getting old that I say that. And you right. said that you've actually been told you're a burden. Mm -hmm. I was getting ready to say that I don't see that at all because I genuinely enjoy being around you. I am with you every waking minute of the day when I can be. Right. The only time, so you, you're you're working one of the businesses on Sunday as a manager slash piercer mm -hmm. just to... Um, Bridge the gap. And help, right, as you get ready to finish your apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. That's the only day that we are not together all day long. Right but I am still in your inbox all fucking day long. Like the only thing that I'm not doing is sending you slutty photos of me because <laughs> I don't do that. Right. That's what I'm doing from work. Right. But I am getting those pictures of you in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, so, so we genuinely miss each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And this isn't like puppy love. Been together for a while now. Yeah. So this, this whole scenario is how we keep our romance alive and the intimacy alive. And you know how many people would get tired of being around their woman every day of the week, all day long. Majority. I don't, I genuinely enjoy my time with you. Is that something you'd ever thought would be like a thing in your relationship? Um, I've, you're around the person constantly. I've worked with my exes in the past, but there's always been tension. Mm -hmm. Because all it takes is one bad thing to happen in the morning, it ruined the entire day. And then when you get to work, you, you have to fake it. Right. And even though you think you're good at faking it, people can feel that tension. Right. You know what I mean? So like, it's never a pleasant thing. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if anything that I've said over the last 30 minutes has helped her email. <laughs> is there another question? <laughs> um, is there anything else I can do? How do I have this conversation with him? I do not want it to come across in a way that I'm not intending. Meaning that she wants to do more for him? I think. I mean, it sounds like you guys got it going good. It does sound like it's going good. It sound it sounded to me when you started the email that she's wanting to take on more of that role and in, in getting him to allow her to do more for him. Oh, they're not married yet, are they? I don't know. I think uh, from what I understood from from listening to you read the email is that mm -hmm. she's wanting to take on more of a traditional wife role yeah. and he won't let her do things because he's very independent and wants to do it himself. Then it has to be <clears> a conversation. It needs to be my love language is active service. Yeah. If you let me love you the way that I love you and just accept it, it's going to be better for both of us. Mm -hmm. It's going to make me feel closer to you. It's going to allow me to show you my intimacy, the way that I view intimacy, because that's what love is. And he's going to feel love in a new way. Right. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and like doing laundry is not a big deal. It's really not. Right. But it fucking means a lot when you're like, oh, God, did I wash my underwear? And you open the drawer and there's there they are all folded. And you're like, <gasps> yes. <laughs> like, come on. Right. That shit goes a long way, especially for somebody who's busy all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and if he's if he's cleaning your car, why not have his lunch ready when he comes in? Right. Have some new some 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 sweet tea in the fridge ready to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like have his beer ready when he walks in or whatever it is that he drinks. I don't know. It's funny that I've mentioned beer so much over the last few days. I, I have actually been considering having a drink and it's been like ten months. Wow. Yeah. Why are you considering having because a drink? I haven't had one? in a long time and like I, I thought that you know one night while we're sitting here doing like the live stream I could have I could have a Glen Karen with a little bit of bourbon in it and like mm -hmm. I can slowly sip on it while you smoke and we talk to people and have like a, a relaxing evening and I really enjoy a good bourbon right I just don't want the depressant effect that comes with it the next day because my mental health has been so good until like the last three days I think the depression factor comes in when you have multiple drinks. Yeah, maybe. I, I, mean, I haven't had multiple drinks in a long time. I haven't had a drink in a long time, but even before right. that, it wasn't multiples. What else is on there? She got anything for you? I, so then give me your give give your side of that because, I mean, we are an hour, and I, I don't want to do more than just this one email. I don't really have anything to add to that. I think you hit all the points of what I do to make your life easy. Are there things that you do subconsciously or, or do that I, I don't notice? Or miss, I think that I'm pretty attentive. I'd like to believe I am. I could be stroking my own ego. So there's really nothing I can think of. Well, can we find another email then and do it? So you can actually do more talking because I feel like I just have been talking this entire podcast and people don't come here for my face or voice. It's yours. I disagree with that. <laughs> All right. So this one is called Rebuilding Back Better. Oh, no. What? It's like make America great again, but the Walmart version. <laughs> Shut up. Hi, my oh. fiance and I. My fiance and I have been <coughs> together for two and a half years. Back in October, I found out he was married still and had been hiding it from me. She was living in his house too. It's funny watching you drink that because I know there's wine in there. <laughs> I need it. Like what a way to start an email. Yeah. And back in October... We're in, this was sent January 30th. Okay. So October is three months away from January. Yep. And they've been engaged for two and a half years. You found out three months ago he was still married and living with his wife. Oh, wait. I, okay. So wait a minute. They're engaged and not living together. I'm right. so confused. So back in October, I found out that he was married still and had been hiding it from me. Okay. She was still living in his house, too. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. I, when you said she, I, I thought you were saying that the chick write, writing the email was living in the house. No. Okay. Wow. Okay. So what uh, I, we don't have to read anything else. <laughs> in the engagement, you don't live there. Move the fuck on. Well, they did move in together. Ah, here we go. So when all things came out, it got handled. We then moved in together. Once she moved out, we co-parent with her extremely well. However, I have since found other women on his phone. It was online cheating, and some of it actually went physical. We have the dub som dynamic and always have been monogamous. Monogamous? Mm -hmm. So this destroyed me. It happens every email. There's one word. There is one word, yeah. Last time it was relationship. 
Stipulations. Stipulations. That was one of them. Stipulations. Why do I say like <laughs> stipulation? I can't. <laughs> the real question is, why are you becoming like Muggsy Siegel? <laughs> <laughs> stipulations. See? <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it again. I need to stop. Yeah. I'm just I'm going to keep going. He has since been in therapy and we have worked hard to build a foundation that is strong. I still have a lot of resentment and hurt. Girl, I'm going to be honest. Your first red flag is that he was still married and didn't tell you. Mm. While you were engaged. Like. So he's a definitely not honest. There's no honesty there. And how do you have a dom-sub relationship with somebody that is not trustworthy? Right. You can't be in a relationship with someone like that and Mm-mm. put. I guess it's what to what extent. Right. Are we doing the DS okay. relationship? Yeah, I, I guess that, that makes it. There you can't. You can't do that and not have 100% trust in your dom. Because in the event that he is an untrustworthy worthy person, you can literally get hurt. Right. Like that's not a safe scenario. That that that's that's a huge problem for me. Right. Um, and and that's as far as I'm going to go with that because we've decided. You know, we're not going to talk about that. I feel like the lies and the cheating broke a lot of the relationship I thought we had. I like, can see that. Like the strong foundation I thought we built in the time we have been together was a lie the most. Mm-hmm. Was a lie almost. It was deception. So the difference between a lie and deception is that deception has some of the truth and some of the truth omitted mm-hmm. to make it feel more real, right. to deceive you, where a lie is just flat out false. Mm-hmm. You were deceived. Yep. That's a problem. I, I actually think that deception is worse than a lie. I agree. Because it's more manipulative. Yeah, that there's a lot of thought that goes into deception. Right. I know there, I no longer feel like this strong, confident woman. I feel like a vulnerable, broken, beaten down woman who just wasn't enough. I don't know what to say to him since I feel like bringing it up is beating a dead horse. He says none of it will happen again, and I want so much to believe him. I no longer check his phone. We have been together. We had been together two years before I ever even looked at it to begin with, because I was never someone who felt a need to do that. So you don't even know how long he's been cheating on you. Right. He's gonna. He could have been cheating on you this whole two years. I was abused in every way, in every which way, by my first husband, so that was always the type of things I looked for as to red flag type things. This is all new territory, and I'm now terrified to allow myself to be happy because what if I'm just living or believing a lie? Okay, so, so I, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Do you want to continue first, and then I can get into that, or were you about to say something? I was going to say you need to call off the engagement. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think that there's two two routes that can happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you believe or want to believe, you can allow yourself to live in happiness. Mm-hmm. And if you get two years of happiness and then a heartbreak at the end of it, you had two years of happiness. That's two years of, of happiness that a lot of people don't have. Right. That's a decision. It falls into what you were talking about at the beginning of the email. Like, do you really want to know all the ins and outs of how they cheated or just the fact that it happened and they're trying to fix things? Mm-hmm. It's very relevant to what mm-hmm. you said at the beginning of, the, of, of our our cast whatever right. what do we call these things i don't know it's not a podcast because side the pod- show it's the side show yeah <laughs> the freak show <laughs> um we're gonna have to put thought into that we need a, a name of, of for these things so that we can start separating them more into like playlists mm-hmm. i'll have to get with aj on that uh i i'm gonna say side show i kind of like the side show thing too we should do it with like a circus font and like yeah, yeah. so you can make this the, the, the decision to just accept that the past is the past, mm-hmm. choose to believe him, that everything is moving forward until he proves you otherwise. That is going to be the best case scenario of you staying together because in the event that you stay together and choose not to do that, mm-hmm. you are going to live the next two years before something could potentially happen in a panicked state, feeling like you're not enough, feeling like he's cheating, you know, worrying. Why would you want to pick the latter part of that for two years or three years or five years or 10 years just to have, you know, potentially things fall apart either way. Right. You know, and I'm not saying that it could fall apart. You could get 40 years out of this dude and everything could be perfect. Maybe he, he genuinely, you know, wants to change. I'm willing to bet that there's, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm willing to bet that he's going to do that because he lied about his wife. Mm-hmm. You caught him cheating. Obviously like, there's a, a sexual addiction there. I'm willing to bet that while he was living with his wife and you guys were together, he was probably fucking his ex. Mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to bet that, I mean, they were still married. Right. And though they co-parent now, I'm I, I'm willing to put money on the fact that they were still sleeping together. Yeah. 
I don't know. You have a decision to make. If you really want to, in that scenario, if you're going to try to make this work, you have to forgive and, and move on it. You cannot harp on it. You can't dwell on it. You have to actually forgive him for it if you're going to try to move forward because otherwise you're going to live in misery. So there's more in the next paragraph that adds on a whole new layer of things. Of course us. there is. Let's get into this onion. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible for a man to change? <clears throat> yes. To truly say, I found who I want to spend, who I want forever, and there be no lies, no searching for other women to placate that need for attention. I mean, sex is great, and often, our dynamic is a 24-7 type thing, but the trust thing makes it hard for me to truly let go, because if you don't have that, how can you have a relationship, let alone truly submit to the dominant in the first place? Oh, it's like I said that. It makes marriage a ring and a collar feel so impossible at times that I find myself in wanting to wall up my heart like I did when I was married to save myself from hurt. I even hate saying that because even being a submissive doesn't make me a weak woman, as you know, and feeling weak like this just blows and I don't know how to see it from another perspective. I would call off the engagement. I would too. Like until you can show me that I am a priority to you, because this is not the first time you've lied to me. We were together for two and a half years, and I found out three months ago that you were married and still living with the bitch. I wouldn't have said yes to an engagement ring after that. So different perspective from the wife's point of view. Mm -hmm. She may be the bitch. Oh, no. She's definitely the bitch. <laughs> yeah. So from the wife's perspective, this, this side chick, you're, you're the bitch. This, this scenario puts him in a very bad situation, and I, I don't see a way for him to crawl out of that. Yeah, no. I Because there's nothing that he's going to say or do that's going to make you feel any different than what you're choosing to feel. Right. He can tell you till he's blue in the face. You can spend every waking moment together, but every time he goes and takes a shit and his phone goes with him, mm -hmm. you're going to question it. Are yeah. you cheating? What are you doing? Who are you talking to in there? Let the me fact, see your phone. The yeah. fact that they're in a 24 seven Dom sub relationship and there's no trust. Right. You need to ask yourself, would you ever really be fully willing to trust him again? In 10 years, do you want to still feel like you can't fully let go and enjoy yourself with the person you're supposed to love? Mm -mm, that's not for me. Yeah, I, I I actually disagree with there being a dom sub scenario in this without there being the trust aspect. Right. With the no trust, it, it really upsets me when people say, yeah, the sex is great. We have a dom sub relationship, but everything else is trash. So all you guys really have in common is sex. Right. That's not something to build on. It's not. It's important. It's very important, right. but it's definitely not a foundation. It's, it's a cherry not, on top it of is, the foundation. It is. It is. It's the whipped cream and the cherry and the sprinkles mm -hmm. and all the other fun stuff that you put on everything to make it that much more enjoyable. But it's right. definitely not. There's no sustenance there. It's just empty calories. Mm -hmm. I, I would. I would probably go as far as to say that there's a sex addiction on his part. I would agree with that because he's he gets all the sex he needs if he's in a DS relationship and she says that they have it frequently. Right. So either he his emotional needs are not being met, his attention is not being met, or he's a fucking addict. Yeah. And you know when she said. If I bring it up, I'm just beating a dead horse. You're not. This man betrayed your trust. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to. This man is supposed to be your husband. Right. And what is he doing to prove to you? Right. Like how are men's being made? Because that's that's relevant too. It is. You bring this up as much as you need to to heal and learn to trust him again. He puts you in this situation. He needs to deal with the consequences of his actions. So if you need to bring this up once or twice a day and say, you know what, this is really bothering me. I'm feeling really insecure. I need reassurance. He needs to give it to you. Okay. What? I was going to ask how you would bring that up because there's going to be a fine line and you know, once or twice a day, every mm -hmm. day bring up where like he's trying to show her that he's doing the right thing and she's feeling insecure and needing reassurance. Right. That's different than being like you piece of shit. I can't believe you lied and you cheated on me. Right. So I, I'm, I would like um, an example for the people who are listening to this. How would you address that scenario in a way that's not going to be demeaning? So in a scenario where he is actively showing you changes in actions, you need to acknowledge those changes. So before you get into any sort of criticism, say, hey, I've recognized lately that you've been doing this. I want you to know that I see it. I appreciate you doing it. This happened today, X, Y, and Z. It triggered a memory of whatever happened in the past. I need reassurance from my man right now. I need you to tell me that I am good enough and that you're not doing this to me again. I mean, that's what I was going for. Yeah, and if he wants to get shitty about it, he doesn't care about your feelings. He right. wants you to accept that he did something shitty to you and you need to move past it like it's a you problem. Mm -mm. Right. And the way that you delivered that, though, doesn't turn it into nagging. It's not complaining. It's not throwing it in his face. Right. It's even addressing why the trigger happened because X, Y, Z, it made me feel like X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. 
I just need you to reassure me that I'm that we're not there that right. we're, like, we've this moved is past past. this and, and it's not going to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. That, that is so much calmer and such a um, more civil scenario than getting upset right. and then while upset going, I can't fucking believe you did that or mm-hmm. however you are going to, to come unglued. Right. Because in that moment, it's it's okay to be angry. You got to check the anger if you're forgiving him. You can't bring it up and get mad at him over and over and over again when you're the one that's choosing to forgive and move past. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do have to do the work to move past. You both do. He's got to show you that he's able to, to, to be faithful and loyal and in the event that he's like, I'm, you know, I, I had a thought today that like I wanted to, to talk to a woman or I needed attention and like I was getting ready to jump on Pornhub or whatever it is that he's going to do. He can tell you mm-hmm. and he needs to feel comfortable in telling you because then in the event that he has something that needs to be fulfilled, he can be confident enough to tell you not just his his partner, but his sub that this is what I need right now mm-hmm. so that you guys can can figure that out. Right. That's important because it in is. the event that he can't come to you and say those things, he is definitely going to do the exactly what he's been doing the entire time, mm-hmm. whether he's a coward or he's an addict or whatever the case may be. And sometimes an addict just having more sex with their partner is not going to f- satiate their need. Right. Because it could be an emotional thing that needs to be happening and it could be the hunt, not mm-hmm. just the sex thing. And if it's the hunt, then you need to make him work for it. Yeah. Make him chase you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I do that shit to you all the time. I the anticipation for a day, mm-hmm. sometimes two days, <laughs> which sucks, <laughs> but it's a lot more fun when it happens. Right. That 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 like back and forth and like the buildup is what people do when they start courting. Mm-hmm. When you're with someone for a long time, and I've said this over and over and over again, and it normally gets a laugh, so I'm gonna say it again. But when somebody goes grab the towel, that doesn't do it. Right. That does not do it coming from either party. Mm-hmm. That's just not it. The buildup, the hunt, the chase, you know, landing it, like date, do right. do the thing. Um, that that's that's important. You guys, it that's is. super important. I I I don't envy this chick, and it sounds to me like she's not going to be able to let go of it. Yeah, my the really the only piece of advice I give I can give is are you willing to move past this? If he changes all of his behaviors. Can you say that you are definitively going to work on trusting him again? Right. Are you going to let go of the reins and let him roam the world without feeling the need to do anything, checking on him, doubting him, anything like that, and really entirely trust him again? And if you can't definitively say yes to that, you're going to put yourself through a lot of hurt over the next few years. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Good sex is not enough. It's not. It's really not. <clears throat> it's exciting mm-hmm. and it's fun, but you can't live off that. Right. My biggest <clears throat> issue in all of this is that they started their relationship in a lie. Yeah, they started it in a lie. So like in a scenario where they had a good foundation, mm-hmm. the devil's advocate, they had a great foundation. Dude was divorced. They started dating, had an amazing relationship, amazing sex. Everything was perfect for the first two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then infidelity happened. I could find maybe there's a reason there was a breakdown somewhere. Right. I can, I can, at that point, I can not justify the cheating, but I can, I can work through mm-hmm. that. In the beginning, when you meet somebody and you are living a lie, you are building a foundation in, in mud. Like you can't, you're a slippery slope. There, I, I just, I would not, personally, I would, I would call things off. Yeah. If I was <clears> dating <throat> a man and he was like, oh yeah, I'm married and she still lives at home with me. Right. Lose my number, <coughs> blocking you on everything. We're not continuing this. Would you feel that way if it was the very first time that you guys sat down to dinner? He's like, full disclosure, we're separated. She hasn't moved out yet. We're working on a divorce, mm-hmm. but I'm still married. Would you be like, fuck you, get out. You just wasted my time. Or would you engage with dinner and just work on a friendship until you were more comfortable? It would It would be working friendship. Yeah. It would definitely be working friendship, getting to know each other better. Probably no sex. Yeah. Definitely no sex. And just getting to know each other on a personal level. And then like once things are processed, like once the divorce is initiated and the paperwork is going through and you guys are just signing things, I'd feel more comfortable taking that relationship leap than I'm still married. She's still living with me. Do you want to go get a hotel? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, at that point, you're a piece of ass. Right. 
You look like a comfy gangster over there. Yeah. Like you're going to like pull out a Nerf gun or throw like a bunny rabbit at me or something weird. I don't know. You know, I thought <laughs> the kids had that one of those like Tyrannosaurus T-Rex guns. Yeah. And it fits in my pocket here. That would have been a really good moment to just be like, oh, you mean like this? <laughs> Damn. That's funny. I don't envy this chick. I don't. And I don't really have anything else to say about the situation because I don't believe in building relationships in sand. Like, I, I just, or yeah. mud or quicksand or whatever you want to word that. I mean, it's up to you. If you think that there's redemption in this and you want to try to fix this with this man, I wouldn't. Yeah. I have too much self-worth in myself. I know what I deserve in a relationship. And like you said, their foundation's built in quicksand. There's. I think the only way this plays out is she totally forgives him, forgets it happens, mm -hmm. and treats him like it never happened. And in the event that she treats him like it never happened, it's going to, it could, it could give him a green light to do it again. Right. I, I, I just. There would be no trust there for me. Right. And, and for me, it's because it started in a lie. Mm -hmm. Again, two or three years into the relationship, if infidelity happened, like I, I can, I can work with that. That's a totally different scenario than. Right. Not starting <laughs> off as a side chick and then becoming the woman. Not even being aware that you're the side chick. Right. You find out. Two and a half years after. Two and a half years into your relationship. How, so does, how does that even happen? Two and a half years. Did you never say it as place? In two and a half years. Right. Two and a half years. Or, how how does that eat? I wouldn't trust shit. How do you hide that for two and a half years? Yeah. I. Mm. The text messaging, the phone calls, dirty pictures. Oh, I'm going to come over to your house tonight. Like, oh, my house is dirty. How, how does how do you even play that out? How do you right. how, in two and a half years? How do you never go to his house? Yeah, it's like the chick with the car. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I got nothing on that one. I, I'm I'm good on that. Do you That's uh yeah no. Okay. You, I got I got nothing else to say. Let's order our food. Okay. Uh, because I would like some of that that bread pudding, mm. and then let's while we wait on our food, read some some raunchy pickup lines. Okay. Catch you guys on the next one. Bye guys. For those of you who enjoy our content and would like to support us and help grow the channel, the easiest way to do that is a super chat here on YouTube. For those of you who really, really like the content and would like to see more of it, check out our Patreon group. It gets exclusive content that will never be seen here on YouTube, early release stuff for those of you who are just as impatient as I am, as well as live streams with a live chat every Friday night. If you can't afford to do either one of those or you're just not into that, the next best thing that you can do is share this with people who you feel may vibe with it. No matter how you decide to support us, it's super dope and we thank you.